Welcome to Living Wisely, Living Well, Timeless Wisdom to Enrich Every Day with Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. Living Wisely, Living Well, April 18th. Speak kindly to animals. As human beings are helped upward in their evolution by keeping saintly company, so animal evolution is hastened by association with human beings. You yourself will be helped also if you extend a helping hand to creatures lower than yourself on the evolutionary scale. Once the Dalai Lama was asked what could be done to create world peace, I think he, or, or, or the question was, what was the most important thing in terms of educating children? He said, teach them to be kind to small animals. And I might not even be quoting him correctly, but it was something like that. And it was just, it was an interesting comment because the capacity to reach out in sympathy to, um, to others especially to others who are smaller and more vulnerable and in need of comfort and care, uh, really is the beginning of, uh, of everything that we want for this planet. There's so much uh, controversy going on in the present moment, especially in America, as we're going up to a 2020 presidential election. Uh, it, it, the country's never been more fractured. It's never been more of a uh, a nightmare is actually the only word for it. And all capacity to be kind to each other uh, seems to just be evaporating. Um, you might be looking at this years in the future because of the way these internet recordings and podcasts go. So I don't know what this will look like when some of you are looking at it. But from living in the middle of it, it's heartbreaking. And it's heartbreaking because just on so many fundamental levels, um, we are no longer operating according to divine principles, but have um, devolved into a great deal of fear and antagonism. It's, it's, uh, it's a necessary stage, the Masters tell us, that we're shifting from a lower to a higher age, and th- this is a tumultuous time. And the direction of civilization has become fractured in autobiography of a yogi. It's mentioned that Jesus and Babaji and other of the Himalayan masters are very aware of the unfortunate direction of Western civilization, which is becoming global civilization, in terms of religious bigotry, um, racial prejudice, uh, a tendency toward violence, uh, greed, selfishness, this is where we are. Now, people can naturally feel quite helpless in the face of this. It's easy to feel helpless. We have to realize, though, that there are several, well, there are a multitude of forces at work. There's group karma, there's national karma, there's planetary karma. But always and everything is always individual karma. Swamiji made the remark once that there's no such thing as statistics. And he doesn't mean there's no such thing as being able to correlate one thing with another and make percentages and and numbers. But in terms of human destiny, people won't be 
arbitrarily put in the 70% to which this happens or the 30% which is spared, it's not like it's just a, a numbers game and everybody accidentally gets stuck somewhere. We, we move through our lives and we move through creation according to the magnetic force that our consciousness is emanating based on the quality and the, 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 the quality and the um, power is the word I want, quality and quantity of the magnetism that we put forth. And if we are sincere in our love for God, and if we translate our sincere devotion to higher ideals into outward action, it's not that we're earning our way into heaven. It's not like, oh, if you're good, God will take care of you. It's not a deal. That's what I'm trying to say. It's not a, well, the word I want to use is, it's not a Vaishya relationship. Vaishya is this, the, the merchant caste. When we talk about the caste system from India, we're not talking about social oppression or anything like that. The, the true origin of the caste system is from a much higher age. And it's a way of understanding the gradual evolution and expansion of consciousness. And the second of the four castes is considered to be the merchant caste, not because uh, everyone in it is a merchant, that's how it began to freeze over time, but because when you're a merchant, you're perfectly willing to give value, this is the classical definition, as long as value is given back. I'll give you a good item and you'll give me a good price for it, but I won't give you that item unless you give me the good price. And it's a very appropriate stage of relating. The, the stage beyond that is called Kshatriya, and that means the soldier and the king. And nowadays, rulers are so insufferably selfish, it's hard to think of a ruler as being an advanced caste. Um, their merchants are less. But the ideal of a soldier and the ideal of, of a true king is that they serve. A soldier is even willing to give up his life in order to protect and to serve others for the ideal that he believes in. And as devotees, we, we have to move from the Vaishya caste into the Kshatriya caste, where first our relationship with God is a bargain. I'll do so much meditation and you'll give me so many blessings, and the blessings will be the following list, the devotee. Good health, my children are safe, I have a good income, I have a nice home, I do, I do my kriyas and you give me this. But it's, if you think of it in human terms, it's mercenary. It's not selfless, it's mercenary. It's not based on ideals, it's based on what I can get. Kshatriya is based on ideals. I do this because it's right to do it. Because there's a higher principle at stake to which I'm going to devote myself which is I am a child of God and I am here to serve His cause by my own realization and by helping others. And that's an, a stage we have to advance to in spiritual life. So Swami here is talking, I mean, he's bringing you down to something very specific. Speak kindly to animals. What can animals give us? I mean, there's nothing. There's no mercenary relationship there. I mean, yes, they can give us love if we want love from animals, and they can. And we do build relationships with animals, and we get a lot of love from them. But do we do it for what we get, or do we do it for the joy of giving? 
And Swami also adds the most interesting sort of part of it also is that animals evolve just as human beings evolve from being in the company of those who have a higher consciousness than we do, which is the darshan, which is the the touch of light from saints. We, we seek people who are more advanced in whatever field we're trying to, to master. If we're musicians, we want to be with good musicians. If we're businessmen, we want to be with good businessmen. If we're actors, we want to be with good actors. You know, everybody who's more advanced in what we're trying to accomplish, we try to be with those who can help lift us both in skill and also in consciousness. And on the spiritual path, above all, we want to be with people who are more attuned with God because their vibration and their example and their teaching will help us to have much more of what it is that we are trying to have. And this extends also down even below the human level. It's very good karma for an animal to be a human pet because then it gets to be in a vibration of much higher awareness and animals who get to be pets are, are, are farther up the evolutionary scale than those who are still only associating with other animals. So p- people may have philosophical ideas about domesticating animals and changing their natural environment, but when you think of an animal as, as a jiva, an animal is an individualized spark of the divinity with an ego less evolved than an ego that has risen to the human level, but nonetheless an ego. And those who are close with animals and work with many animals of the same species, for example, or even just many animals, will tell you that dogs are as individualized as people because they are. And so they grow. They begin to evolve. And at a certain point, the the evolution from the animal to the human stage and even through all the animal stages is it's a very simple this is how the force of reincarnation works the individual consciousness which is the jiva is the word the jiva is neither is not the ego the, the jiva is the spiritual individualized self <clears throat> the the jiva manifests a body that is sufficiently sophisticated for the jiva to be able to express the whole of the level of awareness which it has achieved and to give it the opportunity to grow even farther. A a dog has more potential for life experience um, than a clam, for example, to use extreme examples. Or a chicken doesn't quite have as much um, capacity to experience usually, as a dog has. Now, I know chickens are very smart. I mean, I'm not talking about exceptions. But these are. this is the way it works. And a jiva will manifest through, let's say, dogs. Master said monkeys, dogs, and horses are the most advanced animal forms. Let's say, let's say a jiva will go through either all three of those kinds of animals or through many levels of being a dog until his awareness, its awareness has gone beyond what what can be expressed through a dog. And then they'll begin to shift into the human level because humans are just, they can do more. Their, their nervous system, their ego structure, their brain structure, their hands, their opposable thumbs, you know, just all these things, um, they, can, they can experience, they can expand their awareness through a human body. And then we begin to go through the human level, which takes a really long time. But 
animals learn, and the more advanced the animal, the more it can learn. All animals are sentient beings and are, are capable, have <clears throat> a desire for happiness and a desire to escape suffering. And they, they move through their cycles mostly automatically, but you can see animals have unique karma just like any other sentient being would have. So when we give energy to animals and try to help them move forward, give them new experiences, help them to escape the impossibility of always running away from being eaten and always having to quest after food. I mean, when even on the human level, when a person is has to spend all their energy just um, doing enough to not die, you know, working enough to have food and to not die, there's not a lot of room left over for more elevated reflection on the meaning of life. That comes after the basic survival issues are settled. And so most animals live, and we can see it as with a romantic eye, and it's not untrue, but, but animals are very much engaged in a survival life. One of my friends had a very vivid dream, and I believe it was true. He felt it was true. of his life as a bear. And he said it was just there were just two things. He was hungry, looking for food, or he was afraid. He said there really wasn't room for much else. Of course, you know, bears play, and they love their babies, and do things happen. But the dominant is survival. So if you take an animal and bring it into a human world where the entire question of survival is removed, then all of a sudden it frees the consciousness of the animal to, to really to expand to other realities because it doesn't have to be preoccupied all the time with mere survival. And if its people relate to it often and take it places and give it experiences and talk to it and play with it and love it and expose it to, to new ideas, then the animals evolve. It's, it's fascinating to think about, and it's a service we can render, and it's also a way to open our hearts. So Swami says, speak kindly to animals. As human beings are helped upward in their evolution by keeping saintly company, so animal evolution is hastened by association with human beings. You yourself will be helped also if you extend a helping hand to creatures lower than yourself on the evolutionary scale. God bless you, my friends. Our work is made possible by inspired listeners, so if you feel to support Asha, you can make a one-time donation, or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.